Hello, friends. My name is Trish Dietz, and I have the blessing of sharing this podcast as we consider God's love for us and through us. The title of this podcast is Choosing God's Love in All of Our Relationships. You know, love is a choice we make every day. And what a blessed joy when it's demonstrated effortlessly and it's even reciprocated. But what about the times when it goes unnoticed, is not returned, or worse yet, it's rejected? Whether love flows easily or displaying that love is most difficult, God's greatest work begins in our heart. Billy Graham said, and I quote, The Bible is God's love letter to us, telling us not only that He loves us, but showing us what He has done to demonstrate His love. End quote. Love. God's perfect love towards us, in us, and prayerfully flowing from us. My hope and prayer is that we'd have insight to prompt us to know more of His love so we can be filled with that love and then channels of it. Love is our foundation with our relationship with God in Jesus. You know, it was God's love in and through his people that drew me and my husband Jeff to himself. It was 1989, and we had been invited to a baptism at Ukaipa Park. That was our first exposure to born-again Christians— Two of my husband Jeff's co-workers invited us, and something took place on those grounds. There was singing. There was a baptism, communion, prayer, just lots of laughter, conversation. I had never seen people interact like that before. Such joy, love, compassion, true interest in one another— Well, the next day, those co-workers invited us to go to church with them at Harvest. Pastor Greg, I remember it well, he gave a message on Martin Luther and just the focus that he was saved by grace and not works. That really spoke to me. Well, that very day, we gave our lives to Jesus and we never looked back. The love that I saw at that baptism drew me like a giant magnet. It didn't repel. Nobody rejected us as visitors or outsiders. It wasn't neutral, but it was real, real love, powerful, tangible, something I saw wanted for ourselves. I saw evidence of Christians devoted to and loving God. And that absolutely drew us to the Lord, the Holy Spirit moving freely, drawing the lost to salvation. How sad it would have been if we would have seen this love, but nobody told us how we could receive it, to be a part of it. God's love is a proclaiming love. Our love for each other is a witness to the world of God's love, proclaiming Jesus, truth, to a lost world. John 13, 34 and 35 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. You also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. 
The first verse I ever memorized was John 3.16. I'm sure that you know it too. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We were saved on that Sunday morning, and by Friday, we were hosting a Bible study in our home. Those co-workers and a few friends that were at that baptism, we were hungry to know more of God's Word, so let's start a Bible study. Didn't have any formal teacher, but we opened the Scriptures. We looked things up. We reasoned together. It was so amazing, that work of the Lord in those early days and years. God divinely revealed to me at that time, I was probably a couple weeks, maybe a month old in the Lord, that he had a love for me that I never even knew existed, a love so deep. God impressed on my heart, I have a deeper love for you, for Jeff. We had been married about six years at the time, and young couple, young children, I always loved Jeff and was confident in his love for me, but it was just something the Holy Spirit spoke to me, though I didn't even know how to describe it at the time. Trish, I have a bigger love for you, for your husband. So what does a new believer with childlike faith do? She asks for it. So I would wait for Jeff to go to bed, go to sleep at night, and I would gently lay my hand on his back. And I just asked God, God, will you give me that great big love that I I know you're telling me exists? I want it. I want everything that you have for me. I didn't want to tell Jeff right away because it was new to me, indescribable, unexplainable. And I didn't want him to wonder, well, do you love me? It was just something so deep from the Lord. So I prayed every night with my hand on his back after he fell asleep, give me that great big love for Jeff. I realized after a couple months, oh my goodness, it is working. Ladies, I have and had at that beginning a love for my husband. I I can't even describe. It's a love straight from the heart of God. Well, here it is 33, four years later. It's still my prayer every night. Jeff has long since known what I do, and now it's not quite so subtle. It's not that gentle hand necessarily on his back. Sometimes it's a foot. Oh, yeah, I know what she's doing. She's praying for more agape love and him praying for me as well. It'll always be my prayer, and not only for Jeff, but our children and their spouses, for our family, our grandchildren— our friends, our co-labors in ministry, strangers, even our enemies. Remember, there's no human flesh and blood that's our enemy. And I, I think when we struggle with our emotions with someone, the best thing we can do, God, give me your agape love for them. He has more to give and we have more to receive than we could ever imagine. This agape love will never be exhausted. God's love, it's perfect, unconditional. God is love. It's the expression of his nature, his very being. He loves all without merit or reciprocation. God's love was demonstrated most perfectly at the cross. It was without limit. 
And while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. God's love first woos us, softens us, fills us with awe and thankfulness. Ladies, God's love changes everything. It's pure, unhindered, flowing freely to us and prayerfully through us. Jesus steadily and perfectly modeled God's love, and it was never based on a feeling or emotion, but a steady, determined act of his will. He displayed joy in loving to the greatest extent, even when it required the most suffering on his part. Suffering such as no human before or since will ever, ever have the ability or the opportunity to replicate. The love of Jesus always, fully put others' needs before him. I've known and grown in his love for these 34 years, but he's taking me deeper in living out what I've known. And you know, that'll always be the case for us as God's children. Deeper application to what we know. Well, he did so regarding this love in mid-April of this last year. It started out as a pleasant Saturday afternoon, and my husband Jeff went in the front room of our house, and he knelt down to get something on a lower shelf, stood up. His knee was soaking wet. Upon further examination, the room was saturated with water. We had a water leak from an unknown location. Emergency intervention was needed by a professional The plumber came, and within minutes, he knew exactly what and where to expose the problem. He had to rip the inside wall to see what we dreaded, but he knew was there. There was a pinhole leak in one of the pipes. You know, it it looked like a mister going off on a patio on a hot day, except that it was in our wall. This access to the singular leak needed to be from both the outside stucco and inside drywall. The good news was we caught it early. The plumber said it was probably within three to four days because no mold had yet developed. Well, neighbors on both sides of us face similar problems in recent years. Our house is about 60 years old. Their leak was in their foundation, and that led to tearing up the foundation the flooring, and then repiping. Our foundation had not been compromised yet. God, in his love, pointed out a hidden problem that would have led to a lot of damage. Well, here we are, months later. We ended up repiping to prevent that foundational leak. The lines had to go from under the foundation to and through the attic and the walls. There had to be, oh, I would guess about a dozen and a half holes all over our house to access the pipes. It was messy. It was highly inconvenient. It was an expensive repair. But you know, the application is priceless for me. In all, as I mentioned, the plumbers had to open up about 12 holes in our house before they could begin repiping. It was a necessary process. Well, a couple of days into this mess, I was walking into our bedroom, and I was surveying the upheaval everywhere in our home. I have a stencil artwork that's applied to our bedroom wall. This stencil is 
First Corinthians thirteen four to eight. It's love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Literally, this stencil, this scripture was totally intact. But above it, below it, and to the side were huge holes exposing the plumbing. I just had to laugh. What was hidden had to be exposed. The irony of this sight, so many thoughts it illustrated, when things are torn up around me, what's my response? Is love still intact? Seasons that are unexpectedly difficult, is love still intact? When the Lord takes away, is love still intact? When things all around me are broken, is love still intact. While I stood there thinking these things, and I carried this thought to relational examples, when I've been hurt, is love still intact? When there are pockets in my life that seem to be tearing me apart, is love still intact? And I asked the Lord, Lord, what areas in my life, in all my relationships, in all my circumstances, in my thoughts and in my actions, Is there a pinhole leak that you want to expose or a broken pipe and connection? To ignore these signs and promptings of your spirit, Lord, is going to do damage to my home and my life. You know, we had no choice but to call the professional plumber for our repairs. We didn't know where to begin or even where to see that the problem was originating, where it was coming from. It was hidden. We certainly didn't have the tools or skills necessary to even temporarily repair, much less fix it for future years. When there is a disruption of your ability for love to flow, ladies, don't cover it up. Kneel before the Lord. You know, Jeff kneeling down in that front room and his knees were saturated. What a picture. Kneel before the Lord. Lord, test me, try me, know my heart, search my anxious thoughts, point out anything in me that offends you, and lead me along the way of everlasting life. He's God. He's the professional with all the wisdom and power and tools to reveal those pinhole leaks or maybe a busted pipe. Don't wait until the foundation is destroyed. Remember, This is God's love, perfect, agape love. Our love, no matter how fiercely and loyal and devoted, it's going to be tested. And even at times, it's going to fail. Relationships, they're going to stretch us and sometimes strain that love of ours. When we limit love to what we can muster up, we're going to come up lacking. If you have a prodigal, Your mother's love will not be enough through the pain and the sorrow. In any human relationship, your love will come up short. It won't be enough. 
We need to access a source that's more stable and pure than our emotional distress and sorrows. That's what the Lord delights to do. He delights to step in, in our weakness, to be and do all we cannot. It's a choice, ladies, to empty ourselves, to humble ourselves before the Lord, to get rid of expectations and trust the Lord to do the internal work when we feel that that love is not reciprocated. When you get a call from someone you're having a challenging time with and that caller ID comes up, how can you answer it in the emotional state that you're in now? Pray for God's heart and his love. In your marriages, whether by indifference or some level of distance or fracture or betrayal, how do you interact? You can't muster up the love. You got to pray for God's love and his heart. With Jesus as our example, his sacrificial actions, they're not based on feelings. Pure obedience and willingness to love the way the Father loves us. Love, ladies, love from God is not based on feelings. It's immovable. It's consistent without wavering, without partiality, always present. Love in action, agape love. I'm going to love you with God's love, period, because God loves you, period. Perhaps you're not sensing the nearness and love of God personally right now. Ladies, you need to first know how much God loves you. The Bible says in Romans 8 that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. There's no tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, sword, death, life. Nothing now or ever can separate us from the love of God in Christ. Kneel down before the Lord. I can't stress that enough. Ask him to fill you with his love. Pray. Lay your hand on your husband's back. Lay your hand on your heart if the object of that struggle of your love is not near you. God, fill me with your love for this person, this relationship, this circumstances. Keep that love intact. Fill me of overflowing afresh. 1 Corinthians 13, 1-4, it's the passage right before the passage I read that's on my wall. It says, If I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as I can remove mountains, but if I have not love, I'm nothing. If I give all that I have away, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but if I have not love, I gain nothing. That reminds us we can do a lot of things, really good things, in how much we understand and demonstrate things of God, faith. You could be so generous giving up everything for the poor, even your life. But if you have not love, it profits you nothing. As moms, grandmas, sisters, daughters, friends, aunts, neighbors, no doubt we do a lot for others, really good things. But without God's love, it profits us nothing. Romans 12, 9 says, Don't just pretend to love others. 
really love them. Hate what's wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Ask for help from the Holy Spirit. It's so important. Ask and then avail yourself to be vessels of his love. Pray that that great big love, agape, to saturate your lives and therefore your relationships. Is there a pinhole leak somewhere where you're just not feeling it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just stop and ask for God's love. Is everything around you, maybe not literally a house ripped up, that's temporary stuff, but maybe relationships, you feel that everything's fractured around you. Ask for God's love. Ask for that to stay intact through this hard season. I want 1 Corinthians 13 permanently etched in my heart so that no matter what is destroyed or taken down or fractured or exposed around, this will be intact. That my love, God's love, is patient. It's kind. My love is not jealous or boastful. There's not an arrogance to my love or rudeness. It doesn't insist on my own way. That my love isn't irritable or resentful. That my love will never rejoice at wrong, but always rejoice with the truth. And finally, that my love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love, my love, because of God's love in and through me, will never fail. God bless you, ladies.